Here's the new Cold War podcast with Edward Lucas. African-American struggles for justice and memory should be all too familiar to East Europeans, and perhaps even vice versa. That was the theme of my syndicated weekly column in mid-June 2020. The Black Lives Matter movement can seem a distant preoccupation from the viewpoint of the ex-captive nations, and vice versa. From the viewpoint of the protesters in the United States and elsewhere, whiteness is more or less homogenous. Yet people from the countries east of Germany had no part in the European colonisation of Africa, Asia and Latin America. They did not benefit from slave trading and their African-American populations are negligible. Look more closely, though, and there are some similarities in both directions. Start with slavery. This was abolished in Europe around the same time as in the United States. In Wallachia, part of modern Romania, the trade in gypsy, nowadays known more often as Roma or Romani slaves, ended only in 1856. Serfs in the Russian Empire were emancipated in 1861, and the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States in 1865. In the mid-16th century, around the time the first European settlers were bringing slavery to North America, an author known as Michael the Lithuanian wrote of how the Tatars castrated slaves, cut off their ears and nostrils, burned cheeks and foreheads with the burning iron and forced them to work with their chains and shackles during the daylight and sit in the prisons during the night. The diet was worm-infested carrion and young women were kept for their master's wanton pleasure. Sounds very familiar. Legacies of slavery abound too. The remarkable unoriginality of most Latvian and Estonian surnames, for example, comes from the early 19th century, when serfs were finally allowed to choose names. The plight of the Roma, nominally free but in practice facing endemic economic, social and political disadvantage, also echoes the experience of black Americans. The massacres of Native Americans in the so-called Indian Wars of the mid to late 19th century have parallels too. In the 1860s, the Russian Empire obliterated Circassia with a genocide from which many hundreds of thousands of people fled in terror and starvation. The survivors' descendants still live in Syria and other parts of the former Ottoman Empire, but their great misfortune was to suffer genocide just before the dawn of modern communications and in a region largely isolated from the rest of the world. Their fate had all but vanished from history until Oliver Bullough unearthed their story in his book in 2011, Let Our Fame Be Great. And this month, Estonians, Latvians and Lithuanians, as well as Poles, Romanians and Ukrainians, mark the anniversaries of the Soviet deportations of 1940. The uprooting and enslavement happened by railway cattle truck, not by the ships of the Middle Passage, but the hunger, thirst, terror and humiliation and the death toll are all too similar. The big difference, of course, is Russia, where serfdom was imposed not by overlords from abroad, but by the country's own rulers. As Alexander Etkin noted in 2011 in his groundbreaking book, Internal Colonisation, Russia's Imperial Experience, the peculiar particularity here is that Russia's rulers treated their own country the way their counterparts treated foreign dominions. Ruthless exploitation of natural resources, fur and timber under the Romanovs, mineral wealth under the Soviets, was coupled with a heartless disregard for most of the humans involved. Russia, in short, is both the perpetrator of imperialism and a victim of it. 
Prompted by outrage over episodes of American police brutality, many Western countries are beginning to ask broader questions about their history. And these are hard, partly because they raise issues of restitution for past misdeeds, and also because they're belated. They highlight the distorted, amnesiac way in which the past has been remembered. From far away, victims of Russian and Soviet imperialism should be cheering them on. Their day will come too. This is Edward Lucas with the New Cold War podcast. You can find more about me, my books and other publications at edwardlucas.com or follow me on Twitter at Edward Lucas. This has been a homegrown media production. For more on the New Cold War, please visit edwardlucas.com.